the one thing that people need to do is they have to have a clear plan that projects all their spending into the future with taxes, inflation, and all of those things so that people can see if I make this decision and if I do this experience, I know down the road I'm not going to run into trouble. And I have just found that if people can talk about those things and then we can physically or visually show them the outcome of what happens, then they're much more likely to take that step forward and, you know, engage and do something new. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. And we are in the Midwest today. I think it's the Midwest. It's pretty far north. And I've got Brian Sweet with me today. Brian, how are things up there? I bet it's like a warm 82 degrees, like down in Cabo, Mexico, right? Well, you know, for us in the Midwest, with a little dyslexia, 82 would be 28. So, yeah, you're 100% right. <laughs> Brian is the founder of Sweet Financial. And they've got a pretty big book, man. It's really exciting to see people have this level of success. Got a number of advisors on the team and hosts a conference called EWAS, Elite Wealth Advisor Symposium. And there's some other things in the work. And the thing that I think we're going to highlight today is a dream architect. And so there's a book and then there's some ongoing programming that happens around the country. And they've got some exciting developments on the horizon for throughout 2024 and maybe launching in 2025. So Brian, really excited to get the exclusive on what's going on with Dream Architect and Dream Architect Life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, what a pleasure. I've been really excited about being here and, you know, we've had the opportunity to, to chat and you, you know, work closely with the president of my company and like her personal coach. And, and you're also one of our main platform speakers at our conference. So uh, what a joy to get to be on your podcast. Yeah, that's an honor. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And that's happening at the end of January this year. And you guys run that Elite Wealth Advisor. I think uh, people call it EWAS. EWAS, Elite Every Wealth year. Advisor Symposium. Yep. Yeah, towards the end of January each year. And there, there's some folks who are legends that are speaking there. One of my former coaches, Jeff Yeah, we've pretty got a pretty amazing speaker lineup this year. I would tell you of the seven or eight years I've done this, this is by far our best speaker lineup. Wow. wow. Okay, so how does somebody build a firm of your magnitude? Because, I mean, I think that is one of the things. Like, I, I get financial advisors. You know, I work with a lot of advisors, and I get them listening. And they're like, yeah, I got, you know, $10 million in assets under management, and they're trying to figure out how to make a life out of that. And you hear about the Ron Carsons who have exes for a billion, and what's my Rick Edelman's been a guest on the show. He had a huge exit as well, and so... A lot of people are like wondering, like, well, did the guy just have a wealthy network and his 
parents just had their friends put money in the business and he was making millions of dollars from the jump or like, how did it work out? Tell us the story of Sweet Financial, man. Well, we I, I wish it were that easy, Jerome. That would be a great story in and of itself. But I will tell you, you know, Rick and, and Ron, I, I know both of them. And, you know, it's actually following people like that and, you know, kind of having them as your mentor is very, very helpful. You know, learning from people that are successful or at a level that you want to get to is much better than following somebody that's not there yet. So they've obviously opened the door to the success secrets that, you know, we need to be aware of. But fortunately, I've been in the business 45 years already. And I like to say I started when I was six, but I might be <laughs> stretching the truth there a little bit. But but I started in college and, you know, it's one of those things that I think you need to play the long game and look at it as a lifetime or a career and really just do certain things. One being take very great care of your clients and always do what's in their best interest. And the second thing is you need to develop an amazing team that does all the things that one, you either don't like to do that need to be done or two, you're not very good at and slowly develop the skills and the team so that you can spend all your time, you know, with your superpowers. And the more you can narrow that focus and the faster you can do it, the quicker your success will, will come. But, you know, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And I think, you know, people unfortunately get frustrated uh, when they don't have some level of success, like right out of the gate. It just doesn't happen that way. And I think, it's like the old story of the, the gold miner, you know, he dug this gold mine for a while and he got within six inches of the largest vein, and he, but he quit. And I think that's what happens to a lot of advisors. So you said narrow the focus. I, I think most people will take meetings with anybody that's got a pulse. What was kind of the way that you moved through that and figured out who your target market was? Yeah. And I think you make a great point. I think the more you can attract your ideal client and repel all the others, uh, that, you know, will definitely help on uh, getting you to uh, a level of success quicker. You know, one of the things that, you know, we had done is you always want to try and differentiate yourself. And so about 12 years ago, we created a platform, if you will, a trademark process that we called the Dream Architect. And it's it's our wealth management process that we use, but it's got a unique name. It, you know, it's got four different steps. So I think, you know, that's one thing that's important is to how do you show that you're different? Uh, Dream Architect is our way. And because of, you know, how we think and what our process includes it, we do gravitate to certain people who want bigger futures, who who think that where they're at is is okay, but they dream to to do bigger things. And so if people don't think out of the box or they don't think their circumstances could be better, we're probably really not great people for them because I think everybody can be better and accomplish literally anything they want. It's just that they have to, one, understand what it is, two, recognize that you need to take action towards it, and and then work with people that help you move that forward. And the other thing that I've noticed is that irregardless of the amount of wealth that clients have created, our clients typically continued to have four other problems 
that really? weren't getting solved. And so we've collaborated with people around the country, including people like you, Jerome, that help us with these other four, we call them pillars. And the other pillars are purpose, health and longevity, legacy, and experiences. And then just recently, just to take that one step further, we work a lot with business owners. And we started realizing that business owners work their whole darn lives in their business. And then they go to sell it. And a couple of things happen. One, they didn't spend as much time preparing and getting ready for the sale. And so consequently, in a lot of cases, maybe they got 20% of the true value of their company, but they just didn't know any different. And so what we wanted to do is be a resource and provide experts to help people make sure that that doesn't happen. If you've worked 40 years creating an amazing business, you want to make sure you're getting paid for those 40 years of you know effort that you have in. And, and so that's one area that we've added. And then we've also added with the big thing with AI nowadays. So we now have the dream architect life for business owners, and it adds exit planning and, and how to use AI in your business. Wow. So I want to make sure I got this because you, you rolled through it. I was like, man, this is a deep, con I think it's a deep concept, but he's just, he's so familiarized with it over yeah, the use of it that, that. Uh, people may not understand the nuance and the intricacy of it. You said that basically, regardless of how much wealth you accumulate, there are four things that you still have to solve for, regardless of how much money you've been able to put away. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we've got some amazingly, you know, successful clients, billionaire clients, and whether they're, you know, to that level or just, you know, anybody else, those, we did see four problems just like virtually consistently coming up, which were purpose, you know, health and longevity, legacy and experiences. Yeah. Wow. I think so many people believe, especially those who are maybe fell first generation wealth creators, that money fixes all the problems. No. And I mean, you've seen it firsthand. I mean, you said billionaire, not millionaire, billionaire. That's a B, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, they still have problems that they can't swipe a card and fix it with. Right. Correct. No. So how did you uncover these four problems? Is this your personal journey? Was it just advising folks and seeing that you solved this problem for them, but they still had this stuff that they wanted to talk to you about? Like, how did this come about? Because yeah. there's no book that says this, Brian, except for <laughs> Dream Architect might say it, but there's no other book that says this. Yeah, I think it's been, you know, one, a personal journey of mine. So as I mentioned, you've been doing this 45 years. And so, you know, hopefully you learn a lot over time, but it's also just, you know, having worked specifically with clients and some of those clients I've actually worked 40 plus years. So uh, was with them for when they got started all the way through, you know, their retirement and into their retirement. And, and it was just one of those things that I kept seeing these other issues, either in conversations we had or just in, you know, problems that occurred after they retired. And it just kind of at one point just kind of hit me and goes, well, I, I don't see anybody helping anybody with this. And so I need to get a collection of really talented people because those are areas that I don't have any expertise in. But I'm fortunate that I know a lot of people that have specialties in that. 
So why don't I collaborate with all of these experts and bring everybody together and create a platform, you know, which we call the Dream Architect Life, which solves all five problems. Man, the other thing that you said, and it's a word that I don't hear a lot of adults using, is dream. Most people stop dreaming when they're like eight, maybe 10 at the oldest, and then about 12, they, they really start pounding you on, where are you going to be when you grow up? And start getting practical and, you know, the curiosity and the creativity kind of goes out the window. And it's all about how can you get in a system and follow that system or path to get to what I think most of us would consider who are dreamers, a mediocre life or result. What kept that passion for dreaming going for you? I'm not sure where it comes from, but I, I've been fascinated by the topic uh, forever. And I, I would agree, Jerome, I think when you're a little kid, everybody's going to be an astronaut and a firefighter and, you know, just anything is possible. And I don't know if it's school or parents telling people, well, that's silly, you can't be that. But I think it's just a combination of things where people are told that that's, they're not capable of this or it's not possible. And in reality, I think that's the biggest problem that, you know, happens is then people start believing that. And, you know, the, I mean, the greatest example, there's a lot of them, but, you know, Elon Musk, you talk about a big thinker, let's, let's colonize Mars. And then he creates all these companies that, you know, ultimately help him uh, get to that goal. And just personally, I can tell you, you know, I, I'm a big believer in setting goals and, you know, having dreams and, but, you know, I, I write things down and I put pictures together of what they look like. And I've just personally found that if you write it down and look at it, whatever it takes to have it happen, that information materializes and it comes in front of you. Now you have to recognize when it, you know, gets there and then you have to take some action. But I can tell you so many things in my life that I would have told you were never possible and they've come true. And so now I'm even a bigger believer. And I just see with clients, a lot of times they don't think as big as they could. And so people retire and then you, you want to talk about, well, what, what's, you know, if anything were possible in life, what would you want to do during retirement? And and no one comes up with anything creative. And the biggest problem we have with clients is literally they don't spend enough money. And I spend probably 95% of my time trying to get people to think out of the box to, to do things that, you know, would have an amazing effect on their lives, their family members' lives that, you know, create these experiences because life's all about experiences. And so... It's just kind of become a passion of mine, which is why I created the Dream Architect and all these other things is to try and provide resources and help to get people to change their mindset and to think a little differently. Because personally, I know that stuff can happen and I want other people to experience it too. What is a risk that somebody would experience by not dreaming big enough? You know, I think many people... And I probably should have said this before I asked the question, but I'll ask the question again on the backside of this, but this just tucked me somewhere. So I, I see a lot of people who will not spend 
money because they've cultivated this muscle of frugality because they were saving or they weren't used to having cash flow. And then when they exit the business, they have more money than they've ever had in their bank account at one time. And the only thing that they can think is, I don't want to run out of money or I don't want to be poor again. I remember listening to a guy talk who was worth about $11 million and his biggest fear was sleeping under a bridge again. And so he was spending very little money on an annual basis because he didn't want to end up sleeping under a bridge. And I don't think he'd ever slept under a bridge, but that was his biggest fear, right? And so what, outside of that fear kind of controlling and governing their lives, like what is the biggest risk of people not living a life of their dreams on the backside of, we'll just call it retirement, right? Or you can call it financial independence, but what, what is the risk of them not doing that? I think the biggest uh, risk is uh, where people will regret not being able to have done, you know, whatever it is. When in reality, if they thought of it, dreamt of it, and planned for it, not that everything could have been done, but I'm just shocked how many times people can do things that they don't think they're capable of. But, you know, getting back to your question about he was fearful of, you know, sleeping under a bridge, I think. The one thing that people need to do is they have to have a clear plan that projects all their spending into the future with taxes, inflation, and all of those things so that people can see if I make this decision and if I do this experience, I know down the road I'm not going to run into trouble. And I have just found that if people can talk about those things and then we can physically or visually show them the outcome of what happens, then they're much more likely to take that step forward and, you know, engage and do something new. If you just tell them that they can do it, but they can't visually understand the effects of it long-term, then, you know, they probably won't just because they're still uncertain. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, aka the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. Do you find that a lot of the folks that you work with have a hard time enjoying the success that they've been able to accomplish or achieve? I would say not necessarily having a hard time enjoying the success. I just think the level of enjoyment can be much better because life just happens and whatever they're doing is what they do. But they've not spent the time thinking about, gee, if like anything in the world were possible, you know, what are my interests? What would really bring joy to myself or my family? And you know, what's that look like? And I, I just think it's that next step that they haven't taken that could even, you know, magnify their their happiness even further. They just, you know, no one's coaxed them or encouraged them to think differently than that. So I would suspect that you're probably a living example of being a dream architect, right? 
you're living it out. You're you're doing some things that you probably didn't believe was possible at one point on your journey. If you're open to it, I, I'd love to expand the consciousness of understanding of the folks that are out there listening. Maybe let's go to 30-year-old Brian. So you actually figured out that you're going to stay in the business, right? <laughs> you yeah. got through that part and you actually <laughs> no, realized, that was the first hey, positive. yeah, I'm going to be here. And now you, you know, that's probably what, 30 years ago, maybe a little bit more. Uh, well, no, yeah. Let's just say I, I, I turned 65 this year. So, man, that's a milestone there, brother. <laughs> and still in business through all of the cycles and so on and so forth. What would 30 year old Brian look at your life today and say, I don't know how that guy got there, but this is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a heck of a, a, a ride. I'm amazingly, you know, fortunate, and I would would agree. I mean, I if, if you would have asked me at 30 all of the things that I've been able to do and the travels that I've had and the experiences and the success and, you know, the people I've gotten to meet, I mean, I, I couldn't even have remotely even given you 10% of that. So I, I would tell you, I absolutely feel like I, you know, I'm the spokesperson for the dream architect life. Cause I would tell you, I've, you know, done, you know, lots of crazy things and fun things. And, but the point of that is not to say that I've been, you know, fortunate and I got to do it, but it's more that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Cause like a lot of people, I, you know, I didn't have the, you know, the golden spoon and, you know, my mom got divorced when I was three and my dad was never in my life and yada, yada, yada. And so, you know, it, it's perseverance and taking other people's advice and all those things we briefly chatted about before, but you have to believe. And I think one of the other keys that I've found that was really helpful to me is I've had people in my life tell me things that they believed I could do something and it literally gave me permission to then hit another level. And I'm very conscious of that because that's, I actually just got a chill telling you that. So I'm very, very conscious with people I work with that if I truly feel that they've got another level to go to, I'm going to be the one that's going to encourage them and tell them that. Because sometimes, you know, somebody needs permission to, to go there. And uh, yeah, I want to be that person because... I've had several times where that's been the driver of why I hit another level. Man, if you're open to it, I'd love to hear one of those stories because I don't think a lot of people know what permission sounds like. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you the one that comes to mind first. So at the investment company that I worked with, I was always successful, if you will, but I was never one of the, the top, say, 10 guys in the company. And so the president of the firm and I were sitting, it was after a meeting and we were sitting out and we were having a, a cocktail and he loved to smoke a cigar. So I occasionally will have a cigar and we were just chatting and, you know, he looked at me that day and said, Brian, I just wanted to tell you something that I've been meeting to tell you that I think you could be one of the top advisors in the company. And I just wanted you to be aware of that. And at the time I, you know, did really well, but literally the very next year I was in the top 10 and never got out of the top 10 after that. And I, I give him credit for getting me to turn on a switch 
because the only thing that changed is his comment and my, then my belief and my ability to do it. Yeah, that's fantastic because I think a lot of people don't realize that it's available to them and then somebody coming in and making them aware that it's a possibility yeah. is a game changer. Yeah, well, Jerome, I think that's maybe leads to another thing. It's really, really important who are the people you hang out with because the people you hang out with to be encouraging, you know, not tell you you can't do things, but tell you you can. And because, you know, you're going to accept that data, whether it's positive or negative. And so be very conscious of who you spend your time with. And so I think this takes us to the dream architect life and the programming with that, because this allows folks of high net worth to get around other people with high net worth. The joke, like after you get out of college, like you don't really make any new friends outside of the people you work with and maybe your partner or the person you're building a life with. And so it's hard to make friends when you're an adult. It sounds like the dream architect life, and you can talk more about that, but it sounds like the dream architect life is designed not only to help people create what I would call epic experiences, but to cultivate a community of folks that they can tap into and build relationships with and do life together. Yeah, no, really well said, Jerome. Thank you. Because that is truly what we're, we want to do is we want to build a community of like-minded people because it is somewhat rare to have people that maybe think that way and want to get to another level. And, and so having a group that you could reach out to or are aware of is helpful, especially when, you know, life's little issues pop up and troubles and whatnot. Having somebody, you know, be a resource to you is going to be really, really helpful. So that was a workplace example where, you know, the guy that was leading the company was sewing into you. This community thing, though, when did you first get exposure to this concept that who you spend your time with is going to have a big impact on where you end up or what you become or what you think is normal? Yeah, I, I'm very fortunate. I'm kind of a, a coaching junkie, if you will. So uh, since I've been a little kid, you know, I followed like Zig Ziglar and then I've been a big fan of Dan Sullivan and been taking strategic coach for 25 plus years. So in a genius network, uh, which is another group, and these are all big thinking people, but Jim Rohn is another good one. And in all of these people, you know, one of their thoughts is always about, you know, you think like the people you hang around. And so if you're hanging around somebody that's out eating pizza and, you know, drinking beer every night, six months from now, you're probably going to you know, weigh a little bit more than you, uh, you do now. Consequently, if you hang out with people that go to the gym and work out, you know, you're probably going to be in a little better shape type thing. And so just getting constant exposure to that and, and just realizing that that type of you know, information is, is really, really true. And just thinking about personal life examples that you may have had where, you know, somebody was negative and what, you know, frustrations it might have caused you or the toxicity that it brought, you know, brought to your life get you to realize that, yeah, that is important. And, you, you know, you want allies and not enemies to help you have a better life. Man, allies and not enemies to create a better life. That cuts a little bit because I think a lot of people are surrounded by folks who don't actually want the best for them. 
they want them to do well, but maybe they don't want them to do better than them as yep. an example. And I, I hear that phrase thrown around a lot. And I, at first I questioned it. I was like, why would anybody care? But then I, I started to see how much folks compare. And this is going to, I think, be really interesting when it comes to the dream architect, because your dream is your dream, if I understand the framework correctly. It's not somebody else's job or duty to tell you what you should dream, right? right? And then once you go to do that, you may see that there's more, but that doesn't mean that what you are doing isn't good or isn't worthy, right? 100% correct, yes. And then your exposure to more then just gives you an opportunity to expand? Yes. Because you were, you were talking about, you know, they can do it better. And I was just thinking, man, the quality of the dreams and the accomplishments is a differentiator, like a significant differentiator for folks. And I, I liken it to flying, right? There's coach, there's first class, and then there's private. And the experience that you have in each one of those is different. And I, I like to go to the snacks, right? The nutritional content of the snack that you get in economy is very different from first class. And you can get whatever you want if you fly private. And so many people have only been exposed to coach. And so they don't even know what the difference is. Maybe there's a client in Dream Architect Life, or maybe it's a personal experience. Can you share with us where you've seen somebody kind of elevate through those different levels and where they thought that they were doing pretty well and then they got exposed to other things and just took things to a totally different level? Yeah, I, I can't think of a, an actual example, but I, I can just think in, in general, if somebody's willing to allow themselves to think bigger and better and dream a little bit, and then they have any level of success when they start doing that, that's really when the light bulb goes on because then they realize that, wow, I can have more and be more and do more. And so it takes those little steps of success and encouragement to get people. And then once they start seeing that, then it's kind of like pumping the, the well, the water's running and it doesn't take much to keep it going, people wanting more. And so that I think is just, the more you can just help them with that first step in success of the benefits of you know thinking bigger, dreaming bigger, and then having a, a positive result. To me, that's the real winner with this to get you know the momentum going. You use those words, man, because I I don't think many people like they they might use the word momentum when they're talking about a game, right? Sports event. Maybe even in business, they get a first couple of sales and they're just like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to keep rolling. But momentum in achieving life, like having sure. the dream life, right? Make it, I call it escape velocity, right? So you're yeah, stuck in the muck and mire of mediocrity and you've got to exert a tremendous amount of force to get out of that. And then once you're out in orbit, like things just kind of start to flow and move. And like that goes back to the thing you were talking about with the reticular activating system and writing out the goals and things start showing up in order to help you fulfill or achieve them that I didn't even see all the dots connecting as we were walking down that path. But man, when you put in the word momentum, it, it just, it, it connected all those dots for me. So I know that we've been going for a while. 
Is there anything about the dream architect life that we haven't touched on that you think it's imperative for the listeners to know about it? Yeah. You know, I, I think one thing that I would emphasize, because this has been the thing of the four other pillars that has had the most interest, and I would tell you the most impact, so is the health and longevity pillar. And, you know, if you think about it, you could have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, it really doesn't matter. And my favorite saying is, he who has his health has a thousand dreams. He who doesn't has one. And so one of the things that we've done as part of our Dream Architect Life platform and experiences is we've created collaborations with health and longevity facilities, and I'll give you an actual example. So we work with a, a body and brain scanning clinic that's out of Texas. They've got offices around the country. And then we, we work with a longevity doctor out of Salt Lake and who's expert on peptides and all things longevity. And we bring those guys to our events. Actually, we have it at their clinic where we have people come down and they go through full body brain scans and learn about things that potentially could happen. Because what I've found in healthcare is it's sick care, not healthcare. And mm. so if you can find out potential things that could go wrong before they happen instead of after they happen, you know, you could do things about it. And that's just not how our healthcare system works. And so we've had many, many people come to these scans and, and we've actually, you know, knock on wood, this is, you know, like a really positive experience. Like we found people that had their, their Widowmaker artery 95% clogged. And if anybody knows about the Widowmaker artery, you know, that could take you just that quick. And the clinics we work with, you know, can get you a referral to an expert in any of those things they find wrong within 48 hours. So in that particular case, we saved their life because they got that fixed immediately after that. So it's just people learning about health and longevity and opportunities to be proactive so that, you know, all of the time and energy you put into building your wealth, you're actually able to use it productively over a longer period of time. Because the worst thing is to have something happen to your health and you spend all your time and money getting better and, and sitting in doctor's offices trying to remedy it. If you could fix it in advance or be aware of it, wouldn't that be amazing? And your health is great up to the point in time when you're not here anymore instead of spending the last four or five years in you know nursing homes and things like that. So that's been great. And we bring in sleep doctors, you know, doctors on Alzheimer's. That's a big thing. And it's more of an education. We don't do it ourselves. We just go out and hide, you know, uh, collaborate with the uh, experts at each of those fields and then tie in all the pillars. So it's, it's a, a very fun educational, but it, the cases that I mentioned, you know, it could be a life-saving uh, opportunity too. Man, the, the word quality just keeps coming up in this conversation, right? The quality of your health on the backside directly impacts the amount of enjoyment you have yeah. and it, it controls the activities you can do. You know, if you're short of breath, you're not going to do anything that requires a bunch of walking or, you know, swimming or anything from an exploration standpoint. So I think those parts are so important. 
are you seeing more and more people? I, I know they're talking about life expectancy. Are you seeing people live longer? And like, if are they living longer with higher quality of health, or are they just kind of hanging around? And <laughs> yeah, I would say in general. I mean, if you look at all the statistics, and I'm you know very fortunate to have gotten to meet some of the you know world class doctors that uh, that are working on you know, things in the longevity space, Dr. You know, David Sinclair and Dr. Mike Roizen. And one of the just interesting statistics is they're, they're saying that by the year 2030, people will actually, for every year that you live, your life expectancy will actually be more than a year. So if you can stay in really great health till 2030, all these medical advances, you know, will be such that you know, your life expectancy will will continue. And I, I don't doubt that that's true. It's just amazing what, you know, what goes on in the, the medical fields. But, you know, you just got to be aware of things and there's certain things you should and shouldn't do or at least be aware of. And you know, just be knowing it so that you can make the right decisions as to how best to, you know, maintain and take advantage of these opportunities. You may not want to, but I would tell you that, you know, if you're aware of them, most people would. If they could have a a, a less painful, less a healthier life and not have to spend as much time in the doctors by being proactive, wouldn't you want to know that? I think most people would. Yeah. I think everybody wants to know everything except for the day that they're no longer going to breathe. I yeah. That's what most yeah. But if you could have, a, you know, a great life up until that date, and you could do things to help that come true, then, you know, that I think is a good, worthy goal. I love it. I love it. Man, we've covered so much ground. I always love to wrap up these episodes with the final thought. And so, you know, if the listeners had to take one thing away from this episode, you know, we've got the the pillars, we've got the problems that people are, that wealth doesn't solve. We, we've got the concept of dreaming. If they had to take one thought away, what would be that thought that you want them to carry on with them? Yeah, I guess I would say that for everybody out there that their life and their results in the future can be better by having a change in your mindset and, you know, thinking and dreaming a little bigger and better. And it's, Great to be able to do that and also have a, you know, a, a person you can do it with to, you know, encourage you. But just from personal experience and from working with, you know, hundreds of clients, I just know that's so true and it's so rewarding when you can help people, you know, get over that hump to think bigger and better and then the magnitude of the results that it has on their life. And so just don't accept the status quo think bigger, think better, and life will be that way. What a perfect message for the Dream Catchers podcast. <laughs> dream bigger, dream better. Brian, if the listeners want to find out more about you or Dream Architect or Dream Architect Life, what's the best place for them to go? Well, you can go to sweetfinancial.com uh, would be our financial planning firm. You can go to dreamarchitect.com and learn more about the Dream Architect Life. And what that's all about. Otherwise, you can certainly reach out and email me at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at sweetfinancial.com. And uh, I will absolutely answer any questions or whatever you might have. So I'd love to hear from anybody that 
wants to know how they can take their life to a next to the next level. Wow. Uh, and he absolutely responds, ladies and gentlemen. It's really cool to see what technology can do and what you're able to do, even if you're not sitting at your desk. Oh man, Brian, thank you so much, man. You're you're the epitome of a dream catcher and you're helping other people catch their dreams, which I think is a level of transcendence that so few people actually reach. And you know, some people will have a lot of success and not be interested in helping or serving other people. They'll just want to ride off into the sunset. And it sounds like what you guys are doing with Dream Architect Life is just pouring back into others and inviting them to go on this epic journey that maybe somebody will want to make movies about one day. I, I always hear people say, hey, if you're going to write a book, make it interesting. And I think you're giving people who might not be so creative a path to do that, man. And so thank you for making the world a better place. Well, I, I appreciate it. And right back at you, the, the things that you deliver in the world and and how you uh, move things forward is amazing. And so keep up your great work too. It's an honor, brother. Thank you so much. To the yeah. listeners, your dreams should be real. We'll chat with you on the next episode. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real. <laughs>